Hey everyone, welcome to the Design of Everything podcast. It's a podcast that explores different people's creative process. Thanks for tuning in to the first episode. You made it here. I'm your host, Kyle Berseth. If you want to find out more about me, I'm a comedian. You can go to my website at kyleberseth.com. Got my own website. It's a .com. I paid for it. But I also have a Gmail account if you have suggestions for the show or there's a certain guest that you think I should interview or someone from a certain industry or maybe I'll start reading mail on the show. I don't know what the format is. We're finding this out as I go along. Anyway, shoot me an email, kylebersef at gmail.com. While you're at it, do me a solid. Click some buttons like a subscribe button, a like button, a share button. Tell your friends about the podcast in real life. Do whatever it is you gotta do. I don't know. Just click a couple buttons. How hard is that? Really, how hard? Just click a button or two. Help me out. Alright, enough blabbering out of me. Let's get to the first episode. I interviewed a tremendously talented musician from Washington, D.C. She's in a number of bands. She plays a variety of music. Not only that, she was kind enough to do the intro music for the podcast that you're hearing right now. So without further ado, this is my interview about the design of music with Leah Gage. drums in a band called Brenda and another one called the North Country and I play electronic music in Stronger Sex. Um, I run a house venue called the Bathtub Republic um, which is where we are now and um, just recently I started performing solo doing my own songs playing keys and under your own name yeah just lay a gauge so I've been we could say musician yeah right yeah that's that's one way we can, we can put it yeah I'm a musician is that weird going out under onto your own yeah yeah it has been it's been new to me it's In definitely what a way? new thing um well you know so I'm also a social worker, um, and I consider myself to be like a help, like in the helping profession. Um, I don't work as a social worker currently, but I have the degree. Uh, all, it's still mm-hmm. in your mind. Yeah, it's all there. the tools are there. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to talk about substance abuse or you know? Um, get access to TANF, I can help you do that as well. Access to what? T- uh, temporary assistance for needy families. Oh, I'm good. I'm You're good, okay. Right now. Okay, well just let me know. But it could be a strong possibility. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how this podcast turns out. Yeah, exactly. Probably not well. So, yeah, put me on the waiting list and by the time People I get up podcasts. there. podcasts. <laughs> That's true. I listen to them all the time. Um... So, like, as a drummer, you're kind of a helper as well. Like, you are providing texture, you are, um, you know, adding to a song, but you're not leading the song. Mm -hmm. And so, to be, like, the lead singer and lead musician... I'm sorry, that chair is so terrible. Are you uncomfortable? It's it's a it's a it's It's, kind of deeper than I I expected, but... Hi! Oh, it's okay. You have to be quiet. <laughs> Sorry, there's a dog here too. Yes, it's Coco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is Coco. 
We're um, going to talk to okay? him, her? Her. About um, her process for getting attention. Well, <laughs> She's more, she likes to demonstrate it. Um, anyway, yeah, so, like, uh, being a drummer or being, you know, I'm, I've often added to other songwriters' processes before, mm-hmm. and so now I'm kind of trusting myself to... See, that's interesting. I would think for, like, creating a song, I yeah. mean, maybe you start with lyrics, and then you need a good drum beat. Yeah. No, well, that's no, a well, common misconception. <laughs> I don't think most. I don't think most songwriters do it that way. Most really? songwriters I know use a keyboard or a guitar. Yeah, I. Well, do you think that's because most drummers aren't songwriters? Y- maybe. Okay. I wonder. But you know, it is different to start from just the beats because, like, you need a melody and you need um, generally like a chord structure behind mm-hmm. the melody to that kind of makes the song and then the beat um, the beat defines I think how the song goes like you can change a song the drummer has a lot of power to change a song Ooh, yeah so tons I do, of influence from the back yeah I do enjoy that <laughs> I do enjoy that um, but yeah. I guess in like my mind mm-hmm. like the the best not best example I'm sure there's other examples floating around but the one I can come up with right now mm-hmm. is like when I hear a song like When the Levee Breaks by Led yeah. Zeppelin, it's just like that, yeah, that crashing <laughs> yeah. drum, and it's, and it's so powerful. To me, that makes the song, and I'm sure there's plenty mm-hmm. of songs where it's like, oh, the guitar solo makes the song. Right. But people dance to the drums. Yep. Oh, I completely agree with you. I love this take on it. Yes, I think. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, good. Drums as long as I'm right. Right. That's, that's what's that's important. What's <laughs> Yeah, no, I think, like, drumming is, you know, it's it's been a, an interesting way for me to start being a songwriter, coming from a drummer's perspective. Yeah. And I think I do think a lot more about the rhythm than necessarily the chords or the the melody. Well, when did you start writing songs? I started just writing... recently? Well, I started writing songs in high school. Yeah. I just hated all of them, <laughs> and I... You're supposed to, though. I know, I know. I just took me longer to, um, you know, share my own. And I've did they become music, or were you just writing lyrics? No, they became music. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll say, like, I know you're, you know, you're a comic. You're a lyricist in a way. I'm terrible with words. I find writing lyrics to be the hardest part. Well, I find writing jokes to be pretty tough. (laughs) But more the physical act of like just sitting down and writing. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Do you do you have like times where you're just like, oh, let me just sit down and write, or are you like you need to be inspired by something? I try to make myself sit down and write. It's good, right? Yeah. Because most of the garbage, most of the stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. that's gonna come out of you, your head is garbage initially. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I think, think that's true. But then garbage songs could be. I mean, it happens sometimes all the time. people love garbage songs. I know. Like, yeah. I think they get mass produced. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a whole industry about garbage songs. No, it's true. I well, wonder. have you ever tried to write a song just like, uh, just saying, well, I need the, about this long of a, for, what are they, what's the breakup of a song like? Like an intro. Yeah, and, and then, then the, the refrain. And never. Never? Mm-mm. 
Never. Maybe you should give it a shot. I know, I know. <laughs> but then there's just something that's not inherently punk about doing that. And that I would, I would feel, uh, I would feel like disingenuous. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, the, yeah, the, there seems to be a certain purity to what you're after. Mm-hmm. And I'm basing that off of you don't seem to you seem to play a lot of music mm -hmm. but you don't promote yourself <laughs> that hard yeah i don't do you find do, do you think that's because that's like distasteful to you maybe but it's also just doesn't come naturally to me right i love like you're a little sorry tell me what you love well i was gonna say <laughs> i love promoting my bands like I love like you know making posters or videos or mm -hmm. you know doing things for like the project but if it's just about me I don't think I don't think I It's a little embarrassing. Mm -hmm. I was redoing my website last mm. spring kylemartincomedy.com <laughs> and the whole time I'm like posting videos of myself and uh -huh. pictures and writing about myself and I did feel like Ugh, this is so self-serving. Right, mm-hmm. But on the flip side of that, don't you feel a little bit like, you know, you're putting this thing out in the world. Yeah. And you're trying to connect with people. Right. And that's why you're doing it. Yeah, absolutely. So it's not self-serving, totally, is how I sleep at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not. It's definitely not self-serving It only. I mean, yeah. so much of it, like... For you, as a comic, I think it's, like, is it about creating community as well? It, it seems to be, from the comics I know. In what sense? You well. Mean just being friends with other comics? <laughs> well, maybe, but, but maybe more about creating something with the audience. Oh, yeah, well, Going I, would, I always define it as, like, it's kind of the Venn diagram of your life and their life, and you're mm. hoping to hit that sweet spot in the middle that you can all relate to. Mm. And then on top of that, you need to laugh. Right. <laughs> but that's Otherwise, it'd just be TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or podcast. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Let's just record two yeah. to four hours right. of stuff and hopefully something's relatable. Yeah, someone's going to catch on to something in there. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, maybe, I mean, yeah, I think that, for me, music is definitely that way. It's more about creating the moment and experiencing something with people. I've never really been one to be like, I just need to express this and like, let me just put it in a song and just get it out there. Yeah. Like, that's not. Do you it. find that most musicians are or most songwriters are? I think a lot are, yeah. Why aren't you feeling stuff, Leia? <laughs> I, I feel it. I, don't, I just don't feel the need to express it in a song, maybe. Oh, Or okay. in lyrics to a song. Maybe I, I mean, I definitely express myself through drums. I definitely express myself as a performer. Maybe for me it's more about the performance than the song. Okay. I wouldn't call, so like I would call myself a musician, but I would not necessarily call myself a songwriter. But a performer. Yeah, but definitely a performer. In and how do you amp up the performance? Um, through <laughs> dance moves. <laughs> okay, <laughs> mostly dance moves. Yeah, well, oh, there's a while lot of you're dance drumming? moves. Well, not necessarily. <laughs> I means maybe um, with uh, with 
stronger sex, it's you. I'm I'm in front of right. You know, I'm not behind the drums. You right. know, I'm in. I'm up front, and so um, to perform, you have to. But but I do it with drums too. It's like conveying emotions. I don't know how I how you do it necessarily, but you convey groove. <laughs> you convey like the feeling of the moment in the song. Yeah. And you don't. And you do it through how you're playing and how you're singing. Um, but like with electronic music you're pressing buttons and so you have to do something else in order to convey that i thought that's a funny point i watched your set at the kennedy center oh my god did you i haven't and i haven't even watched it all oh okay but well, i mean i was there yeah you were there you don't need to watch it <laughs> yeah um and i thought i thought that was an interesting aspect of it that like oh well and i thought it was i don't know enough about electronica mm-hmm. to know what the hell you're doing mm-hmm so like I could see, you know, you, you turn something and the music changes. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, something happened there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there were times when you were both dancing mm-hmm. away from the keyboard, the board, what, the soundboard. What do you call um, it? The mixer. Drum machine. The sampler. Drum machine. Uh, synth. So yeah. yeah, different things. The machine. The machine. I used to work for a landscaping company, and uh-huh. I had. Uh, I worked with these uh, two Mexican guys, uh-huh. and any anything that we had to get off of the truck, mm-hmm. like it could have been a rototiller, a uh, stump <laughs> grinder, uh, they they called it la máquina. La máquina. <laughs> everything was the machine. Yeah, great. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so when you guys were like both away from your machines mm-hmm. and dancing, but there's still music being played. Mm-hmm. Who's, who's making that music? Well, we made it. Okay. We just programmed it so that it plays without us having to be there playing it the way you would with a guitar, yeah. you know, or drums. How did you even pick that up? I picked it up from my bandmate, Johnny. Mm-hmm. They taught me how to use um, a different kind of um, Electribe sampler uh, or a synth and drum machine. Um, and... Like it is, it's it's difficult, but it was much more difficult. I always say to pick up the drums than it was to pick up a drum machine. Really? Okay. Yeah, like we know how to use a cell phone. We know how to use computers. It's like there is a system. It's like okay, if I press this button, then this will happen. If I like add this element to it, and you know, you can learn it. You can learn Ooh, it. You I, watch a lot of YouTube videos. That's for sure. Yeah, I wonder if you could train train a monkey with food. To play a song? Probably. Okay. This yeah. sounds pretty easy. I'm well. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> it actually, to me, I was like, this seems really hard because like a drum, mm-hmm. well, I guess, I don't know. You tell me. A drum, you're hitting, what do you have in a kit? Like eight things maybe? Yes. Eight six, drums? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you have, yeah, maybe not eight drums. You have... Definitely three drums and three cymbals. Okay. Maybe more. Yeah. So that seems like a pretty limited mm-hmm. number of things mm-hmm. that you have to hit. Right. Whereas on the the machine, <laughs> it looks like there's about 24 oh, yeah. uh, knobs, and then there's uh, buttons maybe, mm-hmm. and all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And I was watching that just thinking, how do you just pick that up? That seems like really difficult. Well, you learn a language, you yeah. know, like 
it maybe just to look at it and be like, oh my god. And that is one of the fun things about electronic music is that it does seem complicated and like, you know, something that is inaccessible to people, and that's fun. Like, no, we play I, think that it, up. I think it's too accessible to some people. <laughs> oh, well. Because they, they're like, I'm a DJ. Yeah, okay, fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> right. I know, I know. But they're, they're just, like, creating samples. Sorry, Coco. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I also uh, am a dog walker, and I watch dogs, so this is... I'm, I'm working. The, I'm you're work working. Right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you do social work for dogs. Yeah. No, totally. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a good buck in that, honestly. <laughs> Keeps this thing afloat. So, <laughs> the, this thing being uh, the well, house? Well, the bathtub. Your life. Yeah, my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Coco yeah. is keeping your. Well, life she is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that seems like a nice way to do it, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very pleasant. No, it's a good job. It's, yeah. a, it's a very good job. So uh, getting back to the music, <laughs> Machines, yeah. I think it's interesting when you introduced yourself, mm-hmm. you said you're in um, North Country, mm-hmm. Brenda, Stronger Sex, mm-hmm. and you mentioned Stronger Sex as Electronica. Mm-hmm. And Brenda's more punk. Mm-hmm. Is that what you would say? I think so. Punk? Yeah, I think that's yeah, that's an easy association. I. What's the hard association? <laughs> <laughs> let's I don't really, know. I let's hate, really push these listeners. I hate using words to describe music. I have such a hard time doing it. Um, I think Brenda's more. Yeah, Brenda's like punk. Um, we have a more rock, um, like post-punk vibe. Rock post punk vibe. Yeah. There we there go. go. Okay. Yeah. I'll say I'll say more stripped down mm-hmm. than North Country. Yeah, for sure. And North Country seems a little more somewhere in between rock and singer songwriter. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Vibe. Vibe. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> you're in all these different genres. Mm-hmm. What What brought you into pursuing them? Um. I've always done different genres. Like when I first started being a musician, I was a classical musician. I was classically trained on the piano and the cello. Ah, uh-huh. I played the cello. Yeah, that's yeah. my favorite Fourth instrument. Fourth grade. Nice. Then I was like, God damn it! Why did I? Why you would do the cello. I know really? why I did the cello because my brother played the cello. Oh. I wanted to play drums. Really? Yeah. Do you play drums ever? Never. No. <laughs> Gave up my dream of drums (laughs) when I took up the cello. The cello, that's what did it. Well, the cello is beautiful. The cello is wonderful. Yeah, I could play Ode to Joy. Okay, that's good. Ants, ants, ants. I don't even know that one. Okay, well. (laughs) Um, So, and then like in high school, I played jazz. I got really into jazz piano, and I thought I was going to go to Berklee College of Music and study jazz. And then I went back to classical, and I studied um, voice, classical voice in wow. college. Mm-hmm. And then... Really building the perfect musician. <laughs> well, here I am. <laughs> you see it. Learn yeah, about you're my in, craft. You're in three bands. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Doing a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. No, Don't I shit on it. yourself. Oh, thanks. <laughs> well, it... It's hard to be it to sustain oneself as a musician. I could 
I probably Coco. <laughs> I'm so sorry. What do you find? Okay, well, I guess what I was gonna say is like, um, be so like back to your question about genres um, and how did I come to be in all these different genres? I guess like it's hard for me to define genres and like think of myself as being a part mm -hmm. of different genres because like ultimately. It's, I'm doing similar things. Maybe I'm thinking about it slightly differently um, when I play drums for the North Country versus Brenda, but not that differently, yeah. I have to say. Okay. Yeah. You're just like, give me a beat. Yeah, no, or like let feeling... let me give you a beat. <laughs> right, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Give me like something to work with and I'll try to find the core of the song or try to bring okay. out like what I feel like the rhythm is. Now, so are you finding it with playing by yourself then? Mm-hmm. Does that make you nervous since it sounds like most of the time you're letting the other musicians mm -hmm. kind of dictate things? Yeah. Whereas now, it's, mm -hmm. it's just you. Yeah. Yeah. That does make me nervous. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Well, you That's have to good. really trust yourself. Yeah. 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 It is good. It's been... It's, it's probably uncomfortable, but... Mm-hmm. It will hopefully take you to new definitely comfort zones. Yeah, definitely. I think it. Yeah, it already has um, new comfort zones, new skills, new right. ways of thinking about performing. And what made you decide to do that? People kept asking me. Honestly, I I never felt like I was holding myself back by not not doing it because I do really feel like I'm. I'm doing what I want to do in all of these other projects and these things keep coming along that I do get to participate in very creatively and offer my creative input. I'm not just like the drummer in the back. Right. Everything I'm a part of is very collaborative. But people kept asking, like, where's the solo stuff? Hey, we're tired of seeing those other chumps. I guess, yeah. <laughs> and then I sort of felt like I am in a lot of bands, most bands with... Um, all dude lineups recently yeah. the north country has changed and stronger sex has never been but um something about being a woman and wanting to like put my voice forward i thought felt relevant right now and it was a good challenge and so my good friend ted zook invited me to play recently at like the dewdrop and mm -hmm. that got me that got me to like hone these songs I've been working on really oh you practice mm -hmm. I great. did I practice a lot my roommates know that set front and back I'm <laughs> sure. yeah. that's awesome mm -hmm. yeah and now you have a very well-structured set yeah now I have a thing that I could do again yeah and I'm how did the crowd on. receive it I think they liked it there was a very friendly crowd it was a very supportive family crowd okay. all my all my people all the there. people that were like, "Hey, when are, yeah, you, exactly. when are you gonna go out on your own?" Exactly. I think I think that's interesting in terms of creating music. Mm -hmm. Like as a comedian, you try a joke, it's like you know if it works pretty instantly uh -huh, as long right. as there's a crowd. Yeah. Especially if there's a good crowd and they don't like it, you're like, you know, oh, that needs some work. Mm, okay. How do you find out with music? I mean. You've been a musician most of your life now, mm -hmm. so you must have a pretty good ear at this point. Mm -hmm. I think so. But 
you know, don't the masses decide? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Oh, yeah. The masses. And I don't think Even if the masses it's a small like mass. it. Yeah, maybe a small mass likes it, but I don't think the masses like it. I mean, I will say like... Like what? Well, enough. Maybe they just haven't heard it, like what mm-hmm. I'm doing. <laughs> like, if you're out there, masses, like, please. <laughs> <Masses>. Join up. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> um, going on tour you is kind of like that. Because if you play, I think musicians have it easier than comics in their own cities. Mm-hmm. I think... People come you mean out to, to build support. A following. Yeah, maybe yeah. they like co- want to come out and support, and I don't know. Maybe like bad music is more palatable than bad comedy. Definitely, <laughs> I think that's true. Definitely, because if they're if you still got a halfway decent beat going, right. Right. you're like, okay, I can I can latch onto that and tap on mm-hmm. tap my foot on the ground. Yeah. Whereas comedy, you're like, they're expecting me to laugh. That wasn't funny. I don't want to laugh. This is uncomfortable. Yeah. You can have conversation during music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just a little, yeah, yeah, it's more palatable. Yeah, it's more palatable, right? Okay, people like musicians better. <laughs> is that what you want to hear? I feel like there's always this constant, like, tension between, like, the musicians and the comics. The comics are like, yo, we did, like, the more truthful thing. Like, we're really, and, and like, musicians are like, yeah, but, like, I don't know. Musicians are more likable. Well, likable, as, more likable. Yeah, as a joke. No, as, like, a joking thing in I the just community in D.C. <laughs> I know, and I started getting really defensive. <laughs> Oh, as a community in D.C. I think it's easier, too, for a band to gain more of a following because a band could do an hour mm-hmm. show, whereas for comedians, there's a number of comedians in D.C. that could do a half hour, mm-hmm. but then also once you hear that half hour, it's like, yeah, we saw that. Right. We saw, That's true. Why would we go see the same thing again? Laugh at the same jokes. I mean, you would see it again, but you wouldn't see it a third time. <laughs> <laughs> but bands do that too, and I wonder. You know, we play the same songs over and over. But, but people we don't love hearing the same songs over and over. They sing oh, along. That's they true. know the words. Interesting. That's true. Yeah. I, the third time you see a comic, they still don't <laughs> get not, to say the jokes. Yeah, they're not <laughs> singing along. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so. In your own city, you can sort of get, like, comfortable with your community and the people who come out and, like, love you and sing along to all your songs. But then when you go out on the road, I think that is a real necessary next step for musicians to, to find out, like, the question you ask. Do like, we stink? Yeah. Do we suck? <laughs> Are the masses into it, you know? And usually, and the hardest part about it is, like, getting shows in other cities, getting good shows is really hard. And mm-hmm. so you may not know. You may just have a shitty show. You can, I can swear, and right? And what were you? Like, oh, I said. No, this is a, this is a Christian podcast. <laughs> I know. This is not, we're not on the radio, I and guess. <laughs> not even Christian, like, super Christian. So, so. <laughs> you can swear. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Um, so when you've done tours. hmm are you booking them yourself? Mm-hmm. Do you hate that aspect mm. of it too? Yeah, that's yeah, the worst. It's miserable, right? Yeah, 
I've never even booked a tour, but just booking local shows is miserable. Have you gone out on the road? No. Well, you moved to L.A. I moved to L.A., yeah. yeah. To avoid... Yeah, so I drove four <laughs> days on the road. Mm-hmm. You and did no shows. <laughs> <laughs> but no, with comedy, you either move to New York or L.A. Right. I mean, that's changing a little more as things become easier with the internet. Right. But... It's still the reality. Right. If you want to take it to uh, some other level where you're getting paid. Right. Right. And as a musician, I think, yeah, you don't necessarily have to do that, but you do have to go out on the road all the time. Yeah. If you want to get paid. Really? Yep. I would think the road would be a big money suck. It is at first, but if you can get guarantees if you can get paid. I'm not saying that I've necessarily done this. Mm-hmm. I have made money on a couple tours. I've broken even on a couple tours and I've lost money on more tours than both of those. So, <laughs> so I know, you know, but making money, like you make a few hundred bucks, you're like, oh, wow, thank God. Right, right. <laughs> God. Food and hotel. Yeah. With five of my friends. Well, yeah, or... <laughs> Like me, I bring a, a cot, a fold-out cot, so that I can sleep above ground if we're staying at someone's house. That's, like, kind of gross. Oh, I don't have okay. to be on the floor. Yeah, oh, yeah. My that fold-out makes, cot is That is makes everything. perfect sense. Yeah. Is your fold-out cot disgusting at this point? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've hosed it off a couple times. I sort of, like, air it out. I love that it's hosable. Oh, yeah. No, it's great. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. It's just a lawn chair, isn't it? Well, I don't, want, I don't want to talk about my cot anymore. Can we not talk okay, about my cot? Okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so getting back to something I'm interested in is you've got these three different bands, now four, <laughs> as a solo project. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're stretching yourself thin in terms of creativity? Mm. And I ask that because... I'm working on stand-up, but I'm working on writing scripts mm-hmm. and filming stuff and editing it mm-hmm. and just and doing a fucking podcast. Mm-hmm. And it does feel like, oh, I'm getting very stagnant with stand-up, mm-hmm. whereas the other stuff's improving. Uh-huh. And hopefully it all boils up right. to success. But, like, have you seen that with with the bands or do people do you take time off or yeah you have to juggle a bit and it it doesn't always make for happy bandmates you know yeah certain bandmates uh if they're in the band that's not getting as much attention yeah might feel sad or feel stagnant and there's this great onion article where it's like Tour, uh, band can't book show because drummer has show with other band and, <laughs> and it's like to me that's like my life it's like oh god like if someone asks me for a show I'm like shit do I have another show with one of the other bands because the drummer like is harder to replace I think uh, oh <laughs> <laughs> whoa where did that come from <laughs> um, go on <laughs> yeah maybe that's not fair to say but it can be it can be hard well at the very least from a functional standpoint the drummer is harder to transport right (laughs) right maybe and yeah it's not necessarily musically it's like everything about it is like you have to 
practice them. You have to have someone. Fun music. Well, maybe, yeah. So you're you're saying, not what you're saying, but is it easier for a guitar player to hop in, see the chord progressions of the lead guitar, and get in sync? Yeah, I think, and also there are more guitar players. There are more people available. Yeah. So yeah, like there I could I could think of several <laughs> I can think of several white dudes that I would trust <laughs> to jump in on lead guitar. They may not have ever played a lead guitar before, but they're a white dude, so they've got Oh, it just, it's just <laughs> I just know. Just and they're they're kidding. all sad, right? <laughs> Usually that helps. Is it weird being a not not weird. I don't want to make anyone feel weird. Right. Is it different <laughs> being a female drummer? Because I feel like a female drummer is pretty rare. People tell me that all the time. Um, yeah. And you disagree? Well, no, it's probably true. Yeah, I guess female drummers are more rare. statistically speaking. Yeah, I think that is true. Um, I do get tired of the comment, but maybe that I shouldn't, but like, it's it's pretty often. It's hard to go to a show where someone doesn't say, Oh, sick girl drummers. Girl drummers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Or female drummer. Nice. Like. Oh, I'm sorry. I, love I brought girl it drummers. up. No, it's interesting. <laughs> I think it's good to talk about because I clearly have a hang up about it. So I need to like. <laughs> okay. To well, get at the it. same time, when I said guitar player, I, I did say white dude. White dude. We. Yeah. So is it fair to say there's just not as many female Females musicians doing, yeah. in? this side of music yeah or music across the board i think that's true i think i guess the if you go to an orchestra same thing an orchestra maybe anyway the reasons why well i think the reasons why that is maybe rooted in other things and not necessarily like women being oppressed for so long <laughs> right. and finally getting the chance to have a, <laughs> a father say maybe you should maybe you should take up the drums mm-hmm yeah, maybe something along those lines. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I just think, artistically, women aren't always, like, encouraged to take risks, and if they fail, they might be, uh, um, like, held accountable more Okay. if they fail at it. Ah, you know, in what way? Uh, like... Well, you tried it. Good for you, but let's move on to something else now. Or... I thought you were talking directly to me. Oh, yeah, to no, me. sorry. I was like, oh, ouch. Oh, <laughs> no, no. Try. And I was like, my dad's talking to me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tried it. You yeah, tried it. Know. Let's move on to something else. I don't know. This is a, you know, it's something I've thought about so much. Um, and I think a lot of, you know, there's a big push now in the indie, independent music scene to to encourage more diversity of bills, to encourage more diversity, like, you know, gender, racially, all, um, mm-hmm. a lot of different things. Um, because we started to notice, like, oh, we're talking about progress, and yet we're still all these, like, white, affluent people up on stage. You know? Right, right. Um, mostly male. Well, I will say... Mm-hmm. I went to Coachella a few years ago because I'm a basic bitch, <laughs> and I really enjoyed Church's set. Yeah. And I believe she went to law school. Yeah. 
which is pretty crazy. That's awesome. Not crazy because she's a woman. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> crazy yeah. that she finds the time right. no, to uh, awesome. be in a world-famous band and oh. also yeah. get a law degree. And I really enjoyed uh, Heim, 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 Heim. Yeah. I don't know how you pronounce it. I don't either. But they were awesome as well. Great. And um, I'm just saying there's females out there. Right. Playing. They're definitely, yeah. They, are, they exist. And the dudes I saw <laughs> killing it. <laughs> Guitar solo, man. <laughs> now, it's, it's definitely changing and it's changing rapidly. It's changing at a much faster rate now, I think. Do you attribute that to the internet as well? Hmm. Oh, God. What, is, what do you not attribute to the internet these days? I know. Really. I don't know how to live without it. <laughs> Seriously. I, yeah, I don't either. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's not terrible. We know, just, just talked is. about some good things. So you do feel stretched thin sometimes when, when you're booking a lot of... Yeah. Yeah, I do feel stretched thin. But like... It's hard for... I don't really have a choice. I can't help it. Do yeah. you feel like you, you know, have a choice? I mean, you do I, a lot I'll of try to book uh, book multiple shows in a night, and it's talking to bookers saying, hey, can I come to this late and come to this one early? Mm -hmm. And that, I feel like I'm being annoying. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just an aspect of it. But I do... Uh, I, on the other hand, have found, like, with filming stuff mm -hmm. and writing and doing, like, I've been on some improv teams as well. Cool. Je improv is not, <laughs> not cool. Okay, fair enough. Not cool. I, I think uh, I kind of like it. It's, I think it's a, it's a fun tool to work on, mm -hmm. but definitely not cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but my point is, what I have found is the thing that drives me the most nuts is having to rely on other people mm. to show up mm -hmm. and help. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm always, th especially with L.A., because so many people are trying to make a career of it out mm -hmm. there. And you try to, you know, you write something and you try to film it with an actor or actress and you're like, Come on, you want to do this. This right. is what you want to do. Right. Show up and, you know, have a good attitude and right. take part. But doesn't always happen that way? Doesn't always happen. I'm like, uh, you can't be a, uh, I don't know, act like a rock star right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> you got to put in some dues here. No mm. one knows who you are. Yeah. But anyway, that's, that's my gripe. <laughs> well, that's interesting. I mean, being in a band, I think a lot of us would say the same thing. Like, you have, you do have to rely on other people, and that yeah. can be hard. But at least you're in a band. You're like, in you're in it together. Like, you are at least all having somewhat of the same expectations of <laughs> what's happening. Some of the same expectations, but I, I guess I experienced this with the improv as well. Kind of what you said is like people not being able to commit mm -hmm. because they're on another team and it's like well just is that your primary team like what what's the order here yeah oh yeah because you know this is the only team i'm on and i'm not having a great thrill here <laughs> but i'm committed but you're right. i'm yeah. showing up mm -hmm. so that that's what i i guess okay 
that's what you're saying with the band. Sure, yeah. It's oh, like I'm on multiple improv teams. Yeah. And no, bands okay, are cooler. No, it's cooler. Okay, okay. Just, just stick to bands. <laughs> just say you're in multiple I'm in bands. <laughs> I'm in multiple bands. Okay. Right. And yeah, yeah. And I don't actually rank them. Like I don't. I'd wonder if your other teammates could rank their improv teams because I can't. Ah, interesting. Let's say there was a plane crash. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> so I guess with all with all those different types of music mm-hmm. that you're working on, how much do you feel like you're just going into these things or you're uh, pushing yourself to, I guess, become a better musician, or like, do do you actively think, oh, I really want to try this because I'm going to become a better musician, hmm. or I want to try this just out of curiosity? Hmm. Well, I definitely am always trying to push myself to be a better musician, and I think that one of the reasons I stay in multiple projects and I haven't pulled back from that is because I know it does make me a better musician mm-hmm. and that the work that I do in one project will influence positively another project and will make me better. Um, and that's just something innate in me. I want to be a better musician. Like, that's a very self-serving idea, I think. No, I don't but think so. It goes back be to people seeing you live. Yeah, well, that too. <laughs> right, they don't want to see They want to see a better musician, I guess too. that's true. I know. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know, well, but I do think, like, I have accidentally fallen into a few things. Electronic mm-hmm. music is one of those things. I yeah. wasn't actively seeking that out, but I was actively seeking out making music with that particular songwriter, Johnny. Yeah. Um, so, the, so, and electronic music just happened to be what we... You were actively seeking to work with him, well, like yeah. sending emails, no. texts? <laughs> no, I just liked, I liked making music with Johnny, and we, okay. we had worked together. I was singing with, with them in their like uh, other band, like more of live band project, mm-hmm. and they asked me if I wanted to go, come on tour with Stronger Sex. Oh, you guys toured? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we've done two tours together now. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, October, we were gone most of the month. Wildly successful? Well, that's one of the ones that came away with a few hundred bucks, so okay. yes. <laughs> New car. Yeah, yeah. It's upgrade. And how yeah. long was a tour for you? Three weeks. That's pretty long. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty long. And uh, Coco and the other dogs? They, uh, yeah, they were, they were stuck at home. So do you, will you ever do stuff just to be weird? Yeah, I think so. Like what? Um, sometimes I will experiment with um, how I present myself physically, like weird lines on my face. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. Okay, where'd you come up with that? A little David Bowie type? Thing? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I think about it, and I don't have 
like an inspiration. Like I didn't see a documentary on this one tribe in, in the Amazon that does the face paint. And I thought this is really like, it, it, it. I just liked the way it looked. And I thought, yeah. oh, I'm going to try this, like try something extreme just to be weird. Yeah. Yeah. And? And yeah, it feels really freeing. It's yeah. really, yeah, it's a really fun, and, and you do kind of, you can perform in a different way because you're like, well, I'm not really myself right now. And maybe it'll, it lets you let go. I think a lot inhibition. of people feel that on Halloween. Yeah, oh, totally. They people go crazy. They can totally get into character mm-hmm. in the person that they're playing. Yeah. And I guess how, uh, if we had to give you a stage persona, hmm. how different are you on stage versus off stage? Um, I'm trying to think what's different. Like if I if you hear me do stage banner ever, I'm exactly the same person on stage as I am on stage. Oh, but when, maybe when I'm like singing or like I was I was really studying Beyonce and Lemonade this year. Studying. Oh yeah. Okay. Like she does this hair flip thing and she does these other things that I definitely don't do in real life, but I try to do them on stage. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's so awesome. It's fierce. Success. Well, I, I <laughs> you felt good. Yeah, I felt exactly. I felt like Beyonce. <laughs> That's weird. I've been trying to do hair flips too. <laughs> no, has not. Doesn't work. Unfortunately, it's, it's mostly the attitude. But I, I think, um, I think that's something I've learned from taking like acting classes mm. and other things. Of like, when I was in D.C. doing stand up, I basically had one level mm-hmm. that I was at, mm-hmm. and it was like set up the joke and yell for the rest of the joke (laughs) just be as loud as possible and then like once i took an acting class i was like oh okay you can you can be calm here and then ramp it up and that might have a bigger impact but i i think something um with like that i noticed especially by watching your Kennedy Center set mm-hmm. with Johnny. Yeah. He definitely does interesting things with the words. Yeah. Like elongating them or, yeah. or just like kind of doing like a croony yes. type. Uh, croony, is that how? Oh, yeah. voice? Definitely. Um, does that just happen naturally or are you like, let's just, let's just do something a little different? Yeah, we'll practice it. We'll practice performing it. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, the crooning thing is definitely something we both love to do. <laughs> you know, like, I know Johnny's very influenced by Frank Sinatra. Really? Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I That's think that a little surprising. Out. Really? No, yeah. They love Frank. Yeah. Well, do you love Frank? Too? Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. I think Frank is such a great musician. Like, the way that Frank delivers... Like, you can hear the musicality in his delivery. And, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely would love to be able to sing more like that. But, yeah, would yeah. Would love to? I think you already do a little bit, don't Good, you? yeah, I try to. I definitely try yeah. to. That's good. I'm glad to hear you say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, keep... I, I think uh, that's part of the growth thing, though, mm-hmm. too. So, with the, like, local scene... Mm-hmm. and experimenting do you feel that's more freeing or do you feel like it's less freeing because you know everyone mm. like when you go on tour can you just be I guess I'd say that with stand up it's it's hard to commit you know to like an act out 
or something else sometimes mm -hmm. if it's mostly comics in the room. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. From, from but a you should, perspective. unfortunately. Yeah. Like as a comic, you should commit to that act out and because people are going to enjoy it more. Definitely. But do you find that same kind of pressure? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's there's definitely something freeing about being in a city where you don't know anybody. Well, how do you step outside of yourself? Um, a lot of booze. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, it's time to thank our sponsor this week. This week's episode is brought to you by the Nike Run Club. No matter what your fitness goals, the Nike Run Club has a pace that matches your ability. Nike will help you link up with running partners, expert coaches, and will help you execute a training plan. The best part is it's free. If you live in a major city, start by downloading the Nike Run Club app and get moving today. What are you waiting for? Get your ass off the couch. With running events hosted every week, the Nike Run Club will have you well on your way to unleashing your full potential as an athlete. Who doesn't want that? Just do it! I try not to make it be a lot of booze, that's for sure. If The best part is um, being able to feel really prepared. Um, like with the electronic stuff, like being able to practice transitions. Johnny is really good at getting us to practice the transitions between things so that we have that room to perform. Mm -hmm. And then I think it's just a lot of getting up and doing it over and over again. And the more you do it in a performance setting and not just in like a practice setting, yeah. that's for me what it takes. It just takes me doing it over and over again for me to then feel comfortable to trust my instincts. Yeah. Well, do, do you, um, I guess, like, in that moment when you're with the audience and they're loving you, do you ever, so, like, with a comedian, if somebody yells something out, they might do a little um, crowd work? Yeah. Do you have an equivalent of that? Yeah. Yeah. Getting into the audience stepping off the stage oh literally getting in mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah breaking. time to do crowd work yeah right <laughs> it's well it's breaking the fourth wall right yeah yeah um what yeah. about on drums just play a little louder yeah sometimes like i'll yell or like <laughs> yeah play 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 a fill maybe get a little you ever throw the drumsticks do I've you never have a that. little backup pair not a, i do it on accident yeah I you're throw like the no this is a hundred dollar tour i can't be just throwing <laughs> yeah, <I> drumsticks <laughs> no it's true they are expensive sometimes. are they well no the kind i like are like 20 bucks a pair that's but, not cheap to be tossing out yeah, if you're throwing you know. $10 bills in the audience. Right. You can't be doing that. You can't, you can't, be, doing you can't that. be doing that. Not if they're not buying merch, man. <laughs> Do you guys have merch? Yeah. Yeah. T-shirts? T-shirts. We got tapes. Tapes? Yeah. Literal? Yes. Literal cassette thing? Yes, because Get out people of here. don't use CD players ever. LPs are the most preferred, but they're so expensive to reproduce but producing tapes is so cheap i hate to interrupt you mm. well you finished your sentence no i'm so. done you didn't interrupt me yes but a ton of people aren't using <laughs> tapes either i know 
But you'd be but surprised you in the subset of people who go to DIY shows or like come see Brenda or Stronger Sex or North Country, they're as willing to buy a tape. And I wonder if they have tape players. I think a lot of them, it's you can sell a tape for five bucks. They have a, you know, a relic. They have a thing yeah. that has art on it that has the band's name and there's a download code in it anyway so they can like listen to it on their own. Uh, okay. So you think part of it is just having that physical memory I do. of mm-hmm. your show. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and people love to build their collection. And I, I really think a lot of it is just having this object. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. You should start putting some really uh, really deep guts in between the songs. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. We could, yeah, it'd be really interesting to see what you can do with it. See if you get a reaction. Yeah. Are we out of stuff to talk about? What else you got for me? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, Well, you talked about Johnny and you working on transitions Mm. and and just practicing, practicing, practicing. And we kind of touched on the idea of how do you know it's good? Mm -hmm. Like, what if you're practicing something bad? What's what's your... Heaven forbid. Yeah. Um, But what's your process for revising? Oh... Well, I think performing is like you you said with a joke, you know, you perform something enough and it doesn't go over. You can that's one way of discovering that it doesn't work. Um Brenda has taken songs before that didn't work and left them and then came back to them and kind of re restructured them or more like re like uh just played them differently yeah. and uh then it will work. Yeah. And you can see that just in the reaction. But it's also just, at this point, you sort of can tell. Do you feel like you've, you can tell if a joke's going to be bad? Or? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Now I'm, I think I'm at the point where, and I've noticed this being able to come back to D.C., where I'll write like a five or seven minute joke and it's just one joke Mm -hmm. and that's the whole set for a short set and so like I can I'll be like I think this will work and then it does and I'm satisfied but then there's other ideas where I'm like this is just ah, I know there's something here but I don't know how to make it work at this point yeah and that's frustrating but I have come back to jokes that like yeah same thing where it's like Oh, now I know how to make that work. Or mm-hmm. now I can use it as part of a bigger bit or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. But I don't. I feel like I don't go back and revise enough. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Revising is not something I do a whole lot either. <laughs> I think more often you just say, well, that's just not working. Move on. Write a new song. <laughs> really? Scrap it all together. Well, I think that's yeah, good. Maybe, yeah. Um... That's good because <laughs> you don't write from your heart. Mm-hmm. Apparently. Oh. You said that earlier. That I that don't write. You don't write from emotion necessarily. Like you don't have an emotional thing happen to you. I see. Okay. Well, but I still think that everything I've written is inspired by something emotional. Yeah. It's just that maybe I will try to think of a story or an idea and then use my you know feelings to kind of fill in around it what's Uh, an example of that 
Like, um, you and Johnny did a song about sexual harassment, or female harassment. Uh-huh. Is that you, or is that him? Um, actually, Johnny wrote most of that. Oh, okay. Here's one. So, there's a song, Dead Women, that we performed at the Kennedy Center, um, and that is more... Uplifting. I know, right? I love it, <laughs> but I love that it's called that, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> Because the whole idea for that song came from a friend of mine who had a band that um, was called The Dead Women, and it was a band of all men, and they got some flack for being a band of dudes called Dead Women. Mm -hmm. But when my friend explained it to me, it was like, you know, my you know my mother passed away, other women in my family have passed away, and they have such a huge influence on my life. Like, really, when I look at my life, it's like all these dead women, and I really relate to that idea I, <laughs> I I think that's totally how I live my life as well Wait, <laughs> based on, like, these, well I lost my mom I lost my grandma I've lost all these like important women in my life and they yeah. like loom so large like too large ridiculously large and so it's like I'm they, gonna use that they loom large in my life yes. in your life yeah okay mm-hmm. and so I wrote this song that was mostly an attempt to like revive that idea and I wanted to call it Dead Women because I liked that name and I was bummed that they had to let that name go um, but I definitely brought in my own feelings about like right you know my mom and my grandma and stuff like that yeah well, I don't want to get too far into that, well, but people are dying to hear people cry on podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think I would cry. I mean, if you want to ask me questions about that, that's fine. Well, how has that influenced your music or your pursuits in music? Well, or hasn't it? In, I mean, in a way it hasn't. Um, like, I think... Um, my mom died when I was 20, mm -hmm. um, so I was just about to finish college, and I had at that point like moved away from my music degree, and I was thinking more about politics and doing like international work, and um, I think that going back to music um, in my like a few years later was more my own decision and that felt like something that I was doing because I wanted to and maybe not because it was something my parents wanted me to do or because I was still grieving the loss of my mom. It was yeah. like, oh no, this is something that's innate in me that I've done my whole life and this this just feels right. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, in a way it hasn't really influenced me. Do you me, think, kind of nice. well, yeah, I think that's, that's so funny that you're saying like my parent my parents didn't like i don't know what boy terrible listener uh i don't know how you phrased it but it you said uh your parents weren't pushing you towards music essentially something mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. and i think most parents would not push their children towards music mm -hmm. anyway mm -hmm. right <laughs> or push you back towards music right so did you take time off then from music yeah yeah i had a few years there where so you get a music degree. I didn't end up finishing the degree. Um. I, um, I ended up getting a degree in um, political science. And I went abroad and worked a little bit in microfinance. 
um, which is like international development work. Pennies, dimes. Yeah, yeah. Small, small, stuff, small change. Yeah, those tiny coins that they have. Right. The, the tiny euro coins, yeah. Makes and sense. Yeah, it's just it's a passion of mine. <laughs> I like coins. And, uh, but I was always like, you know, playing music on my own or I'd, you know, play music with other people. But it wasn't really until I moved back to D.C. and took a job that like, I just sort of fell right in back into playing in bands and like getting together regularly and it took me a few years but it, you know I've quit my job at this point and I'm yeah yeah you've come like full circle I'm doing I guess. this now yeah that's that's uh do you think were you working in an office yeah oof yeah nothing do you like think an office to, to give you that you itch for creativity <laughs> <laughs> yeah I worked in uh landscape architecture which is a creative field mm -hmm. and it was still like and maybe if i worked at a different company it would have been different but sure. it was like oh this is yeah. these fluorescent lights are yeah burning my soul <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's yeah. a real a real bummer uh -huh. it, it can be yeah so i mean did anything jump out at you to to get back into it or or was it just that like longing for something else in your life yeah, it was always there. It's always there. And so when the opportunity presented itself, like the, literally the first day I moved to D.C., I met somebody who needed a keyboardist in their band. And I've been doing it regularly ever since and even more so. How do you meet them? Friend of a friend at like a, hey, welcome, move in party thing. I yeah. like moved into a group house and yeah. Haven't left. Yeah, here I am. <laughs> I know, last one standing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, all the all the original bathtub residents have moved. Ruth moved. Andrew moved. Jason. Jason. Oh, he wasn't well, an original. Well, I guess yeah, Jason was original. But yeah, Jason left us first. He's, but to move into another group house. Right. Which right. is fair. That basement room was pretty rough. Yeah, yeah, it's never fun living in a basement. No, yeah. No, that's not entirely true, but, but yeah, yeah, fun, you but don't want to be in a basement. No. My friend Graham lived in my basement, which is windowless. Oh yeah. And it's great oh, for sleep. Yeah, but, but that's rough. Oof. Yeah. I lived down there for a little bit too. Mm. <laughs> um, speaking of Jason, and I think I think this goes back to something we talked about. He, the other night at Big Hunt, mm -hmm. he was about to go on stage and he came back out from the bathroom or something and was like trying to fix his pants or something. He started doing this weird wacky dance thing. Uh-huh. And I was, and he was making it into a joke and I was like, you should do that on stage. You should try that yeah. while you're getting the mic out. Do this stupid <laughs> do this dance. thing. He's like, what? That's not me. That's not what I do. And I was like, yeah, but it'll push yourself to, like, step out of your comfort zone a little and try something new. And so he goes on stage and do uh, it. But he did sit in the audience uh, and start telling jokes while sitting, sitting in the audience. And it was, like, something that I've never seen him do. The comics in the audience were excited about it. Yeah, and, that's yeah, awesome. It was something different, doing that crowd work that yeah. a musician does. Mm -hmm. Um. So did you have any like mentors that that stick out to you? Like how did how did you learn to to write music or or figure out your process for refining this stuff? 
Like, did you see someone else? Yeah. Listen I've to podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched other people um, living with uh, my friend and bandmate Andrew was mm-hmm. helpful. Um, uh, you know, I think the first, the first most active band I joined was Brenda, and that was started by me and Dave. And most active in what sense? Like doing w- shows, yeah. practicing, yeah, rehearsing. Do yeah, you call it rehearsing or practicing. Practice usually. Okay. Practice, yeah. I don't know why. I wonder if it's like a if it's a um, ge- uh, geographical thing, but anyway, we say practice and like yeah, like I think I was in other bands before, but in DC. But Brenda was the first band that sort of took off and started like playing regularly and mm-hmm. producing albums and touring and you know um, Dave just I think had this um, drive to write songs and like use his words. Um, use his words to, to, yeah. to you know uh, create ideas and I w- it was it was very brave and it was it came new to him in at the time when we started brave writing. because he had never done it yeah oh okay and I think that helped kind of push me and make me realize like you can just do this you know you can just decide and then do it yeah it's, there's so many things you can do that with and people are just like oh no mm-hmm. well, I gotta do this and I gotta do yeah. this and and like when you asked me, am I going to set up my podcast equipment? I was like, ah, it's just mics in my phone because I don't want to have to mess around with all that shit. I just wanted to get started. Yes, so. exactly. Because no That's one's going to listen anyway. <laughs> don't know that. We don't know that yet. <laughs> no, I don't know that. But um, Have you seen the uh, Eagles documentary? Mm-mm. No, uh, I think it was Glenn Fry or one of the Eagles. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They said they were living in Echo Park, and I think it was uh, Jackson Brown that was living below them. Mm. And they could hear through the floorboards, they would hear Jackson Brown playing a song, playing the same lines over and over and over and over and over. And then they would hear uh, his tea kettle whistle, and he'd stop playing. He'd make tea, I guess. Mm -hmm. Then he'd hear him start playing again and again and again. And then he'd hear the tea kettle whistle same thing like for the whole day wow and he had this thing go off in his mind like oh that's how you get good yeah you just keep practicing right you keep doing the same thing over and over yeah keep working at it it's true yeah dave used to do the same thing just like play you know like sit and sometimes have the tv on but like not have the sound on and just like play and play and try to write songs um, I've yeah, I've been lucky to be kind of around a lot of songwriters in the last couple of years and watch them do it. Well, now that you have your artist schedule, mm-hmm. what do you do? What do I do? Yeah, do you wake up and play some drums? Do you? Uh... Um, I will generally wake up and like that's yeah in the mornings early mornings like but before i go out and walk dogs yeah um, if i don't have a whole lot of like work to do that's when i will like just start and work on an idea i can't work late at night usually um, because the neighbors will will call well for drums <laughs> definitely yeah for drums that's definitely true um yeah and you don't want to like play drums early in the morning either your roommates will yeah 
you know, they don't I think that that's so pretty much. cool that you're doing the dog walking, though, because mm-hmm. from what I found just with, like, writing and, um, and editing, you need breaks. Yeah. And walking is a great way to do that. It and is. I can only imagine how much cooler it is with dogs, except <laughs> for picking up the poop. A lot, of, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's fun, but it's like crazy, and they like pull and they bark, and they're great. I love but you're like, no, that's that's yeah, a job. No, it it is it's it's a great job, and yeah, for that for that reason, it really is nice to break up the day, and it gives you like reasonable scheduling where you're not like, I'm just gonna write all day. I'm just gonna sit and like write. Yeah, and like no, it's impossible. Right, you can't do that. Um, like, preparing for this show was good at teaching me how to... This show I played on Monday where I just played by myself. Like, okay, how do you, like, you start with one song, you know, you kind of build a schedule, and it took me a few weeks to kind of get the set yeah. up and running. Um, but you did it. Yeah. I think that's it. awesome. Thanks, Sky. I don't know what else I got. I'm, yeah, this is here's my what craft. I, here's what I would say. Okay. I think, uh, I think you should... I think you do, but you should really appreciate what you're doing as a musician and just as uh, pure enjoyment of music. Mm-hmm. And I'm just basing this off of, I went and visited my uh, 95-year-old great-aunt. Mm-hmm. Great-great-aunt? She's old. Yeah. She's an old aunt. Mm-hmm. And she could barely speak and... Uh, when I moved to LA, everybody in my family, nobody in my family has ever pursued entertainment mm-hmm. or the arts full yeah. time. And uh, like my great uncle was like, uh, I don't know, you know, nobody does that. Okay. Yeah. Like you're insane. Yeah. And my great aunt is there and she's in poor health. She can barely talk and she's saying, I think what you're doing is just. You should definitely go for what you want to do. And she said, yeah, I always wanted to play music more, but my my brothers didn't like that I played music and my parents didn't encourage Mm -hmm. it. And music is just the greatest thing ever. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So, yeah, keep doing it. I will. (laughs) Thanks. And uh, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Any closing thoughts? Um, no, just back at you. Like, I'm glad you're okay. doing what you're doing. Thanks, Leah. Yeah, thank you. All right, there you have it. The first episode of The Design of Everything is in the books. I want to thank my guest, Leah Gage. I think if there's anything we found out, it's that not only is she a great musician, but she's also a very kind person. So that's always great to have guests like that. Uh, Be sure to check out her music, Brenda, The North Country, Stronger Sex. If you want to see her Stronger Sex set at at the Millennium Stage, the Kennedy Center's Millennium Stage, head over to the Kennedy Center's website and you can check it out there and scope out all her Beyonce-inspired hair flips. Pretty great to watch. And 
Coming up next week on the show, I'll be posting my interview with Jackie Harrison, who is the owner of Harrison Green Landscape Design. Uh, They're a rooftop landscape design company in New York City. And that was a really fun interview, so uh, be sure to tune in for that. And if you're thinking, hey, Kyle, how can I know when you post that? Hit that subscribe button. Be sure to share the podcast, like it, do all that stuff. Again, if you want to send me an email, you got comments, you got certain guests you want to see, hit me with an email, uh, kyleberseth at gmail.com. And while you're at it, head on over to Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all those places, at kyleberseth. And uh, keep those creative juices flowing, guys. Until next week, thanks for tuning in.